Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. All right, good morning. All right, let's see. Exodus chapter 1. We're going to read from verse 15 to 21. And we're talking about, as we take the offering this morning, the people God made rich, six. And we're talking about the midwives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, it's so interesting that when I just felt in my spirit to look at the people that God made rich, some of these things that I've shared did not enter my mind. But as I'm looking at scriptures, I'm seeing all kinds. Glory to God. I was thinking about Abraham, Jacob, Isaac. I don't think I've even gotten to Abraham. I mean, I know we say we teach it all the time, you know, and things like that. I like the midwives, Joseph and Mary. Oh, glory to God. So God is in the business of making people rich. And these are just the few that are written down. Glory to God. All right. Exodus chapter 1, I said. Glory to God. I know you would like to do 21, but. Exodus chapter 1, we're going to read from 15 to 21. All right. And we know that while this was going on, just a little background story, that um, many attempts of the king to kind of um, stop the Israelites from becoming too great or becoming outgrowing the Egyptians is like just came to nothing. And, you know, something as I, as I studied this, it's so interesting that I heard that, you know, not so, not all of, how would I put it, not just, it was not a great nation like we think that came to Egypt. There were a few of them, basically Israel's household. And now a nation that has been in existence is afraid that they would outgrow them, outnumber them, win them over. How fast was that growth? I know they had been there many years before this king came up and everything, but as I was studying, I, I discovered something. I don't know how true it is, but one of the things that they, they say is that the women were giving birth to sextuplets. I'm like, really? When we get to heaven, Lord, you better, we will, I would like to know if this is the case or not. But that's one of the things that the historians say, that they were giving birth to sextuplets. That's how they were multiplying. They were like really fertile. Glory to God. But anyway, all right, let's go. Let's read. Some people have not, they can't get over. Let's go. Let's go. Don't stop thinking about the sextuplets. Six children at once. That's amazing. All right. The king of Egypt spake to the Hebrew midwives, of which the name of the one was Shifra, and the name of the other Pua. And he said, when, you do, when ye do the office of a midwife to the Hebrew women, and see them upon the stool, if it be a son, then you shall kill him, but if it be a daughter, then shall she live. But the midwives feared God, and did not as the king of Egypt commanded them, but saved the men children alive. And the king of Egypt called for the midwives and said unto them, Why have ye done this thing and have saved the, the men children alive? And the midwives said unto Pharaoh, Because of the Hebrew women, because the Hebrew women are not as the Egyptian women, for they are lively and are delivered ere the midwives come in unto them. Therefore God dealt well 
with the midwives, and the people multiplied and waxed very mighty. And it came to pass, because the midwives feared God, that he made them houses. Glory to God. And that word there, houses, that was translated, also has to do with houses, household, families. Glory to God. Now, one of the things that, I, as I was studying again, looking at this, the question now is, let me ask you guys, who do you think, do you think that the midwives were Hebrews or Egyptians? Okay, those of you who say Egyptians. Okay. Those of you who say Hebrew. Ah, some people don't, did not know, they didn't put hand, raise up their hand for it. They're like, this must be a trick question. But at least say what you think, say what you believe. You know that's part of pride. It is. You don't want to be wrong. You don't want your wrongness to show. Relax. Glory to God. All right. Well, as I was looking at this, I've always thought that they were Egyptians. I mean, I'm still, I need to listen to the Holy Ghost some more. But I now discovered something about their names. Their names are actually Hebrew names. And I also discovered that there is a, a battle among the, 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 the teachers about this that some are like, no, they were not uh, Egyptians, and some are like, they were Hebrews, and things like that. And of course, they have their different reasons why they say, they're like, they have some say, oh, because they have Hebrew names. But then again, when you look at the meaning of the Hebrew names, it could have been that the, uh, of course, somebody saying that it could have been that they were Egyptians who were converted to become Hebrews. So all kinds of things were going on. And but one of the things I was looking at is the question of the tendency of the Egyptians being the ones serving the Hebrews, as opposed to the Hebrews being the ones serving the Egyptians. Right? And the Hebrew women could have had their own midwives. They would not have needed. But like I said, there are some questions that when we get to heaven, we shall ask Moses. <laughs> that may not be the one that we may ask uh, uh, Jesus, but... Yeah, or if we can, we might know it here on earth and things like that. But I think it's quite interesting for us to do this kind of, these kinds of studies. But the scripture says the Hebrew midwives. It says Hebrew midwives. And then, of course, some people now say if they had said the midwives of the Hebrews. You know, many times where you place a comma in English language matters a lot. So they're like, okay, the problem of translation and things like that. But the Bible says Hebrew midwives. Uh, but one of the things that is quite strange or quite, you know, um, that they wondered about is like, why would the people kill their own people? Why would Pharaoh request that they kill their own people and expect them to obey? Well, Pharaoh was the most powerful at that time. At least that was known. In the known world, he was, he was the most powerful. Egypt was the most powerful nation politically financially and all of that. And can you imagine how they had been maltreating them and they were actually submitting to such hard work and labor? And they know that he's, he, he, I mean, Pharaoh did not fear God, like we saw, we've seen in scriptures, who did not know these people. They did, he didn't care about God. And they actually called the Pharaoh himself God. So he expected that when he gives a command, it better be followed. And the people understood that you could be killed for refusing to obey the command of, of Pharaoh. 
So these are the kind of things that could have come into play. However, there is someone who is Lord, and this is some of the things that I want us to learn. We're going to learn some principles from these women because many times we find out that God works with us and there are certain things that as we walk in them, it just causes things to come to us, like finances, the manifestation of the blessings of God in our lives. Amen? And so this is one, we, we see that it was because of what they did that they entered into these blessings. Number one that I want to bring to your attention, they sought the kingdom of God first. Remember, we've, all been, we've been looking at seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew 6.33, this is a principle that they were operating on. They may not have known the scripture. How many of us know that there are some times that you may not know scripture, but in your heart you know? Yeah. So they may not have known that scripture. The law had not even been given to them, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> Hallelujah. But yet, they refused to kill because they knew that it was not right. And so Matthew 6.33, the Bible says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you. to you. So you could actually say that they were they aided and abated righteousness. Hallelujah. So they were not afraid. They aided and abated righteous abated righteousness, however you pronounce it. Praise the Lord. And you know, I was thinking to myself that some people out there also say, okay, so God rewarded lying. They lied and God rewarded them. Let's look at three things. Number one, they most likely were not lying. The Hebrew men were blessed. And it is very possible that they gave birth before the doctors came. It happened to me when I was giving birth to. Who was I giving birth to? Was it Manuel? Yeah? It happened twice. Yeah, they took one look at me and they said, she's not in labor. Look at her. She's wearing high heels. Yeah, I walked into the high to the labor room with high heels. So I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm in labor. I know. <laughs> I saw the doctor. The doctor took one look at me and went to lunch. That's how convinced she was that I was not ready to give birth. But by the time she came back, I had given birth. So I'm a witness. <laughs> to that. But anyway, yes, so it's most likely. Secondly, how many of you know it's not a crime to focus on only one part of the information? There's no crime in that. The Bible says in Luke 23, I think verse 9, that they asked Jesus all these questions, but Jesus did not say a word. Glory to God. Anything you say can or will be used against. <laughs> You know, so those are some of the things. And then thirdly, one of the things that we need to understand is that God rewarded their works, not their words. It was their works that he rewarded. And many times in some of these things, scripture does not write, you know, it doesn't talk about the judgment and the consequences of certain actions that people put and all of that. It doesn't put it in there. So those are some of the things to, to, to ponder on. But, however, one of the things that we must realize is this, when it comes to such things, is this. And, and I think that, okay, this is part of what I want to mention here about these women, is that they made God Lord. They made God Lord. The Bible says, let God be true, and every man, what? A liar. They made God Lord. And I was thinking to myself that, 
God had not yet introduced himself to them as Lord. He did that. He said to Moses in Exodus chapter 6, from verse 4, no, somewhere in Exodus, maybe 4, but not 6. <laughs> Glory to God. But in some way, he was telling them that they have known me as God Almighty, but they have not yet known me as Lord. And the reason why he said it is because, like, again, Egypt was looked at as one of the most powerful nations. A Pharaoh, the most powerful king and all of that. And people were looking up to Pharaoh as God and things like that. And one of the reasons why you see them go through all of that plague, God was demonstrating his superiority, uh, uh, you know, above those gods and all those things that they saved. And also he had to let us see that he is the one that allows unbelievers to prosper. And they can come down at any minute and at his say so. So rather than having God be Lord, sorry, rather than having the Pharaoh be Lord, they chose to keep God in his place of lordship. They recognized that God is Lord. And this is so vitally important for us in our dealings, when we are, we are bringing our tithes, our offerings, when we are looking at circumstances, situations, our finances, we don't need to fear, we don't need to be concerned if we know that the Lord is the Lord of the harvest. Hallelujah. All right, so number thing, number, number, the second thing that, but I want, I want to mention, uh, read a scripture to you in Acts 17, 30. Please put it up in an NIV translation. It is a however, when I was talking, to the, the, talking, to, talking about the women and their lying and things like that, I have to say this here as well. Acts 17, verse 30, NIV translation. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. And everybody said, yeah. Amen. I have to add it there. And there are so many other scriptures that show, um, show you that God is a righteous judge. But this here now is in the old covenant. And if you discover something, Ananias and Sapphira, even though it's not really something that you need to, you can really compare, it was not really the same situation. But you can see that lying was one thing that was instantly judged among the new covenant believers. So let's not talk about the fact that Oh, I'm in grace. I will just go and lie. Okay, put up Titus 2, 11 to 12. Same NIV translation. Is this important? Yes. To see, we are, we, are, we are walking the covenant, the better covenant. For the grace of God has appeared that, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. And everybody said? Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, the second thing that we see we can learn from these women is Galatians 6, 7. We don't have to put it up. The Bible says that God is not mocked, that whatever a man sows, he will reap. So they sowed, you know, they sowed saving the lives of this infant, of the infants. They, they refused to commit infantide, infanticide. It, 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 is, it is a word, believe it or not, the, key, the modern of infants. So, <laughs> so they refused, and some people say that it's very possible that because they did that, that's why Moses was born. 
it, it created an opportunity for Moses. Amen. All right, let's keep going. The, the third one, Genesis 1, 11 to 12, you can read that later. The Bible tells us that every tree bears after its own kind. Now, this is important because... Um, Sometimes people find it difficult to say to sow because they're like, you mean if I give money? And they don't really they don't, they don't really release their faith for it. But this is God's word, and it's true. And right from Genesis, he did say it that whatever you sow, you will reap. If you sow shoes, you will reap shoes. If you sow clothes, you will reap clothes. If you sow money, you will reap money. If you sow houses, you will reap houses. If you sow cars, you will reap cars. If you sow oxygen, okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> but you see, it's just a law, the laws is about sowing and reaping. Everywhere you look around you, it's about sowing and reaping. Amen. Number four, final, I believe. Okay, I already talked about the fact that they made God Lord. Tell the person beside you, say, God is my Lord. In all things. So I believe him rather than the economy. I believe him rather than the economy. Rather than my five senses. What I smell, feel, touch, hear, taste, and things like that. Da, 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 et cetera, et cetera. He says, so I'm obedient in my tithing. And in my sowing. All right, let's rise up this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just begin to thank God that He's the one who has given you seed to sow. If you are making a check out, write it to Love Foundation. If you are giving Zell, the number is 301731 1937. Or lovefoundation.org. You can go sow online. Glory to God. But begin to speak over your seed. Begin to thank God. Now, we can wrap your faith, use your seed as a point of contact to, to, into anything because it's spiritual. The things of God are spiritual. And we have seen it in scriptures that you can sow one thing and use it to believe God for something entirely different. So God is never limited. Hallelujah. God never limits us. If we can walk by faith. So thank him for your job. Thank him for that business source. Thank him for promotion. You're believing God for promotion. Believing God for a business deal, an idea, whatever it is. Just thank God for that. Because the Bible says that he gave it witty inventions. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And then begin to declare that you bring it forth joyfully. Joyfully. And it comes back to you manifold in the area of your need in jesus name all right we trust that you are blessed by the message to listen and hear more catch us at 11 30 on sunday mornings on youtube or facebook at love foundation christian center if you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org thanks for listening